You're listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 193. Sometimes people, especially right now, think that they could never do what they do online, and now they've been forced to. And I think that's actually a really interesting thing because now you can see that it can be done, and now you just have to put in a little bit of work to make your profile visible, to put those systems in place, and you can continue to work online as well as doing some things offline if you want to go back to doing some of that as well. And I just think it's brilliant. And one of the things that I often tell people is remember, networking online is exactly the same way as networking offline. You know, you just have a keyboard and maybe a screen between you, but you know, be respectful. Don't be sliding into people's DMs and spamming them with your offers and things like that. You know, you want to be respectful of their space and you know, you know that you're going into people's inboxes in their emails. So give them valuable stuff, you know? So networking is, you wouldn't walk up to somebody in a real networking meeting and shove your business card in, in their face. Although I've say, had hey, that happen. It's not very oh, pleasant. We, we all have. We <laughs> all yeah, have, exactly. Know, buy my stuff right now. You know, yeah. we all have, and it's not pleasant. And so you don't want to do the same thing online, right? So you want to build a relationship. Uh, it's much easier online. And I have clients all over the world that I've never even met in person. Although I do get excited when I do get to meet them in person. <laughs> it's a wonderful way. And where you had an audience of maybe, you know, a dozen or 50 people in a room, now you have access to tens of thousands of people all over the world. So that's really exciting. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, it's great to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. And I want to welcome you to the Star Coach Show, where every week we're going to give you some strategy, tool, resource to help you build your skills, build your business, create an impact in the world, in organizations, in whatever your niche is. and. It's always great to have you here. So with today's show, we're going to build on some of the momentum we created last week when we talked about having a online presence with a website. Today, we're going to meet with Debbie Peck. She is a online marketer. She says she's been marketing since the dark ages, but it actually has been since 1999. As well as being a marketing coach and working with other coaches and consultants, she is the owner of a digital marketing agency that helps people set up courses and funnels, as well as facilitate launches and launch strategies to bring in business. And Debbie is currently in Canada. That's where she's from, but she lives the freedom lifestyle She's able to, when we do travel, when we're not in a pandemic, she travels around the world because being a digital online marketer, she can really do her business from anywhere. Now today, she's going to talk about how we bring in leads online and four strategies to incorporate 
so that you can be the best you can be and utilize your time in the best way to give a clear and consistent message online to make your time utilized in the best way and to be that shining beacon on the web. So with that, let's go to my interview with Debbie Peck. Debbie, welcome to the Star Coach Show. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Meg. It's so exciting to be here. I just absolutely love talking to all kinds of entrepreneurs, but in particular coaches, because that's what I'm I've been working with a lot of coaches over the years, and I really know what they need, especially to get leads online. So that's my specialty. Absolutely. So when we think about, here it is, 2020, and if we are out there trying to build our businesses without accessing the resources that are available online, then I think we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot, right? I mean, there is... ways to connect with people that we would never have an opportunity to meet with otherwise through bringing our content forward online. So we're going to talk today exactly that. How do we bring leads online? For those people who are listening, who are just like, oh, any kind of marketing or sales just kind of gives me the hives. What are we, what do we need to, like, how can we set the stage for them to be available to open their ears and listen today? Well, let me tell you a little secret that gives me the hives too. (laughs) I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a natural born salesperson. I'm a little bit introverted and shy and I'm Canadian, so I'm really polite. (laughs) So So I don't really like the really smarmy salesy stuff myself. And so I had to come up with ways that were comfortable for me to put myself out there and bring in leads online. And so I have four steps that I tell everybody, this is really how you do it. And it's pretty simple. And most of it is free. So the first thing is just being visible, you know, oftentimes, and that I just want to say right up front, that does not mean you have to be on every social media platform. I just want to say that right out there. People are like, no, I don't want to be all day on Facebook. You don't have to be. Okay. Uh, So what are some ways to be visible? Well, you do have to have things set up properly on social media. So here's an example. What happens often is I might see somebody comment on something say on Facebook or LinkedIn, and I'll go to their profile and I have no idea what they do. So you want to make it obvious what you do. And that can be something in your header picture that says, you know, your famous coach at whatever, or making sure all your links are there and visible and that they actually work to go to your website and things like that. I've actually had to hunt around for people to either, you know, find them for an interview like this, Mm -hmm. or, you know, to hire them for something or all kinds of reasons. So you want to be visible. So it doesn't mean you have to spend all day on social media, but it does mean that you need to set things up in your profiles properly so that people can find you. So, you know, it's, that's the the big important thing. The other thing is, oh, hold on, before we move forward in that, I just want to, you're talking about, you don't need to be on all the platforms all day long. Do you recommend that people pick a platform and really utilize that platform to the fullest or dabble in a few? I mean, like what would be your 
advice for being visible and the fact that we can't be on all the platforms all the time? Yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, I think it's good to have a lot of the different platforms set up, but just be aware you're going to kill yourself if you have to go and try and work them every day. So you want to pick the, the area that your clients are going to be hanging out on the most. And sometimes that takes a little bit of work on your part to figure out where your clients are hanging out. Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? And sometimes it just takes, you know, sort of interviewing people or, you know, doing a survey or things like that, or just talking to some of your favorite clients and finding out where do they hang out the most. And then that's kind of where you want to be. And I always recommend picking the one that you really like to hang out on as well. And because you're, it's not going to be a chore for you to, to be there. So right. pick that one platform and you know, that's the one you're going to hang out on the most, but maybe pick a secondary one that you're going to hang out on sometimes. So for me, it's Facebook. I love Facebook. I'm on there a lot, but I also like LinkedIn and I'm not, you know, on LinkedIn as much but I do go over there as well. So those are kind of my two, but I still s sort of post on the other sometimes or I'll get my assistant to post sometimes. But the, the idea is, is, is you're not going to have to be everywhere all the time because it's just too much work. You know? Right. But it is important to have whatever platform you have a name on, whether you're there a lot or not, make sure your information is up to date. You're saying. Yes, correct. And I, I recommend going through and, looking at all of your platforms at least every four to six months at a minimum, because oftentimes what happens is, is when I do say an audit for people, an online mm -hmm. audit, I'll go and I'll look at like their Facebook is completely different than their Twitter, than their LinkedIn. All of them are giving off different messages. They have oh. different photos of the person and you'll wonder, is that the same person even? And maybe they set up one a long time ago and now their business has changed slightly and they're doing something different but they've never updated it. And so what happens is, is you're giving mixed messages all over the place. You want to make sure if you do have multiple platforms going that they have the same message. So even if you're not posting a lot on one area, then you want to at least make sure that all the information is up to date and current and that you're sending the same message no matter where you are. Oh, that's so good. So just out of curiosity, you're saying send the same message. So let's say for those of us who have sort of two different avenues of income. So I have star coaches and working with coaches to be the best they can be. And then an executive coaching brand, which is a focus on results. So I actually kind of post different things because they're different audiences. Is that a no-no? Not at all. That's a great thing. I mean, it's good to have, especially in your case, what you have, almost everybody has at least two main avatars. They have one that's their you know, that's the main, the main one, but then mm -hmm. that's the breadwinner. But then you also have a secondary one that also is in play. In fact, I've never met anybody who didn't have that. So, you know, you kind of have to post a little bit for both. But what I recommend that you do is kind of alternate. So maybe you're pushing hard on the podcast at one point, and then you're pushing hard on the coaching at one point, sort of alternate. So back in the days when I used to be a social media manager, we used, to, we used to do up a schedule so that we would focus on one thing for a period of time, like, you know, two weeks or a month, and then we would switch it up and, and talk about something else for the next two weeks or a month and so on. Because if you sort of flip-flop a lot, then people are like, wait, what does she do? Mm -hmm. So at least if you sort of do a lot on one thing, people get to know you for that. And then you say, hey, you know, I do this podcasting, but I'm also an executive coach and these are the 
you know, things that I do and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wow, she's, that's amazing. You know? So that's what I recommend is, is, is really go hard on one, then switch and go hard on that. I recommend people do that if they have multiple products too. You may have your coaching business, but maybe you also have, you know, a group coaching program that you run. Right, or a membership maybe, site. Yeah. A membership site. Yes, exactly. And so you don't want to be promoting it every second day. You want to just promote it hard, get some people in there. And then you go back to talking about your regular coaching program and so on. And then, you know, two months down the road, when you're ready to accept new people into the program again, you go hard on that again. So, you know, people kind of get to know you for both, but it's not so, you know, disjointed, if you will. So good. Okay. So what else do we need to know about getting visible? So you want to do things like this, go on podcasts, interviews, summits, all of those kinds of things. And then when we're allowed to get out there in person and speak and go to networking events and things like that too. But the thing is, is even at a networking event now, people, I was at a networking event a few months back and everybody pulled out their phone and connected on LinkedIn because you can do this thing on LinkedIn where it finds everybody in the room. Really? Yeah, it's super cool. And so that was a really interesting thing. And uh, everybody in there was probably 50 people in that room that were all able to connect on LinkedIn instantaneously. How neat. I didn't even know that that was an option. Yeah. And so it was it was a really interesting thing. So even I'm going to be honest, I haven't had business cards for years. I just pull out my phone if somebody for meeting at a at an event, and we connect on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. And we just connect online right then and there. And I find even if people do have business cards then, like if someone gives me a business card, right. what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to go check them out online, right? Right, I'm right. Online. I'm going to check out their Facebook. I'm going to check out their Twitter. I'm going to look at their website. So I want to see what they're doing and I'm going to sign up for their free gift. I'm going to do all of those things, you know, to further my knowledge about that person. So that's what it means to be visible is just setting things up so that you are easy to be found. You know, don't make people hunt for you. Because it- that impacts credibility, doesn't it? If, if I yeah. have no footprint on the web, doesn't mm-hmm. that sort of say, well, is she really legit if she doesn't have, she doesn't have a LinkedIn profile, she doesn't have a website, she doesn't have any, I mean, that I would think would raise some eyebrows. Well, you may have those things, but they may not, they might not be set up correctly. And that's the other issue is, are you really serious about your business if you don't have those things in place properly, right? So you want to have things set up so that people can find you easy, don't make them hunt for you, because they won't, they'll, right. they'll just find the next person, you know, who's easy to find. Exactly. Yeah. So be a lighthouse, be that beacon, that shining beacon and let people, you know, be attracted to you, shine that light out there and people will be naturally attracted to you. So good. Okay. So that's about being visible. What's your second of your framework? You've got four pieces. So be visible is one. What's number two? The second one kind of moves right into that is systems. You want to set up some systems so that when people do find you, now how do they connect with you? And I know a lot of, especially coaches or people that are newer to the online space are a little bit nervous about the word funnel. And funnels can be, is as simple as just having an opt-in page and that's it. There, it doesn't have to be hard. It can just be as simple as, as that. And really all a funnel is, is a sales process. And every business needs a sales process, no matter how big or small you are, you need a way to bring in clients. You need a way to move those clients through your sales process until they purchase. And if they don't purchase right away, you need a way to keep them warm or hot until they are ready to purchase. So that's all a funnel is. It's just a sales process to keep people in in your world 
and move them along that sales process. So that's basically what you want to do is set up those systems. And the cool part is, is most times you can set those up once and then, you know, kind of tweak along the way. But once they're set up, they're, they're just working for you in the background. You don't have to I have actually had people contact me in the middle of the night from my website. Hey, I saw you online and, you know, I just want to set up an appointment with you. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and because I do deal with people from all over the world. So it might be somebody from England or somewhere else where they, you know, heard me on this podcast and, and reached out exactly. to me. Exactly. You know? Or somebody so. who who doesn't sleep at night and and is just and they're out there looking for ways to to make their business go easier because they're not sleeping because they're anxious about it and yes. you are the answer yes so with that the piece that pops out to me is if you really want a system that works well for you you're going to have to come up with some way to have that automated so that yes. that that system and that nurture system and that that way to stay in touch isn't you're not going to be able to send individual emails type right. them out yourself that you're going to have to have some kind of automated system so that you're not reinventing the wheel over and over again absolutely so and often times people don't realize that there is laws regarding email. So you can't send out mass emails from your just your Google account, for example, or your Yahoo account, you have to use a specific system. The one I happen to use is called Active Campaign. There's many, many out there. There's MailChimp and all kinds of different mm -hmm. Infusionsoft. There's many of them out there. And so what you want to do is set those up so that if you're offering some sort of a free gift to people, maybe a little PDF or a cheat sheet or a free video or something like that, they're just going to put their email address in there and then it's all set up automatically so that they receive that no matter what time of the day or night or what day it is, or you could be out doing whatever. Right. And you're not like getting pinged and you have to run home to send them their PDF. That's not yes. the way that that's supposed to work. Exactly. So you, it's all set up and you know, those people are going to receive that. And then further to that, you're going to continue that conversation by having a whole series of emails that go out to them. And what this is for is to enhance your credibility and to show people what your expertise is. So if you meet somebody online, often it's you're not having a whole conversation with them. So you really don't understand they could be the best of the best in the whole world, but you don't know that yet. So this mm -hmm. is your way to show them that you really are who you say you are, you can send them testimonials, you can send them case studies, you know, further information about what you do, maybe another secret little bonus, and mm -hmm. just show them all the cool things that you can do. So that they, they're like, Oh, this person's more than I thought they were. And right. I want to keep finding out more and more and more until they eventually want to work with you. Exactly. So sometimes you know, it happens quick. And sometimes it, I've had people on my list for three, four, five years, and they before they finally go, okay, we weren't ready before, but we're ready now. And then I've had people basically reach out and they, they're like, yep, we're ready. Well, what, what do we have to do now? You know? Right. So, so that, that concept of giving something of value, giving something that helps them see what it is that you do, what your expertise is. People need to kind of experience you before they are willing to sign on the dotted line, unless they have a previous relationship with you or whatever. But to Debbie's point, what is it that you can give that will begin that conversation, begin that relationship about what your specialty is, what you can bring forward, whether it's an article, a PDF, a check sheet, something that says, wow, 
okay, this person gets me. Yes. And here's the thing. You want to make it valuable to them. Oftentimes I have clients will say to me, well, I don't know what to offer. And we'll kind of run through a few ideas and I'll go, oh, that would be a really great thing. And they're like, oh, that people don't, I don't think they would want that because in their mind, they don't value it because it's like, oh, that's information I already know. But right. to your potential client, they don't know that information yet. And this could potentially be game changer for them, you know? Exactly. And ideally, if it's something, I like to call it the appetizer before the main course. So this appetizer is going to be something that whets their appetite, makes you want more from you, makes them want more from you, and ideally solves a little bit of a problem. So for example, in the appetizer scenario, it's helping solve the really hungry and, you know, they don't want to wait for dinner. So this just kind of staves off the hunger a little bit, right? Right. So, so the, the little gift that you're giving away isn't just for, you know, to be nice. It's to actually show what you do and solve a little bit of a problem for them. And once they have done that, they're like, wow, this person really knows their stuff. I really want to hear more about what they do. So it serves a really great purpose. Good. Anything else about systems that we need to think about before we move into communication? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times people think that that technology is super scary and you know, it doesn't have to be these days. It's actually a lot. And yet you have a podcast. <laughs> yes, I do. And, you know, but I do get a little nervous sometimes about technology. Yes. It's, it's actually these days, it's gotten easier and easier over the years. I started online back in the dark ages of you know, 1999. And we had to hard code websites in HTML. So that was hard. But nowadays, there's a lot of really easy systems. And we, you know, like, that's one of the things that I do. And I have other people, lots of people will help you now. There's so much free information online to be able to help people set these systems up. And honestly, you don't have to start where it's super complicated. I was speaking to a lady yesterday who wants to put up a course online. And she had gotten a, a quote for an astronomical amount of money. And I said, you know what you need to do is just go start a Facebook group, put a few people in there, go through the course and see if it works. First of all, it doesn't have to be complicated. Start out simple, prove your concept, figure out, you know, some bits and pieces first. Once you've made some money, then you can go ahead and put the complicated systems in if you want. So start off simple. Don't, don't beat yourself up if you're not, you know, a coder extraordinaire because it's not necessary these days. It, well, and I will share that I am one of those people that will jump like, oh, that's, I need that. And then I realize that I'm in it before I'm ready for it. So, you know, I have invested a lot of money in programs that really were above and beyond what I needed, too complicated to be able to handle where I was at that point in my life. So I am completely on board with, with Debbie. What is the simplest thing you can do to test your process, to, yeah. to get out there and, and build those muscles? You don't need a Harvard degree if, you know, if you're just at the place of kindergarten. Kind of work through <laughs> kindergarten first. That's so funny. My very first course I ever put out was called Social Media Kindergarten. Really? See? Yeah, it's not online anymore because, uh, as you can imagine, the updates were crazy. You know, I had right. to update it so much all the time. But yeah, it's it's really not as difficult these days as it once was. And so, what I like to ask my clients is is when they're trying to make a decision on one of these big fancy packages, and 
because they're not for everybody. I like click funnels. That's one of my favorites, but it's mm -hmm. not for everybody. Mm -hmm. What I like to ask my clients is, what do you need right now to move forward and make move the needle for your business? You know, such so, a good coaching question. <laughs> so that's one of the things that we look at is what do you need right now? Not, you know, a year from now, because like you said, that happens quite often when people are, you know, they get caught up in these, you know, buying this big fancy machine right. that they don't need. And meanwhile, they're just getting the training wheels off. So, right. So then you're you spending right all this money on this big thing that you are not optimizing. <laughs> exactly. Believe me, you're not optimizing. Yeah. And I've been there, you know, I donated to Infusionsoft for many, many years, you know. <laughs> so, and it wasn't that I, like, I took all the extra training and I'm very technical and I learned it and it was great. But, and it is a great program. It really, truly is. But I just didn't use half the features. Probably I was using a minuscule part of the features that I really needed. And so, don't get more than what you need. Don't bite off more than you such can good information. Such what good you, advice. Yeah. What do you need right now? Okay. So we've got our systems. We're thinking about systems. We're visible. We have systems. What do we do next? Communicate. We want to communicate. And I think that that's one of the things that people do is they put out their system and sometimes it's fancy and they go, but I don't have any clients. Well, you have to actually, you know, put it out there and actually create some buzz about what you're doing. And so that might be social media posts. It might be emails that you're sending out to those clients. One of the biggest mistakes that I often see is people trying to build an email list and then they, they have this nice list built and they never send anybody any emails. So one of the things that I want to talk about is that your email list is the biggest asset in an online business. You don't really have any assets when you don't have a building, you don't have equipment, you don't have any of that kind of stuff in an online business. Uh, you know, it's like picture a coach, a coach doesn't really have any assets per se, but your email list is actually classified as an asset. And depending on where you live, I'm not an accountant, but depending on where you live, it can actually be classified as a, an asset. I don't know if you've ever heard the term book of business. You know, some yes. you might have heard when somebody sells their book of business. Well, that typically used to refer to, say, a broker, like an insurance or, or some sort of financial broker. And when they would retire, they would sell their book of business to a junior partner. Mm -hmm. And what that list actually was, was not just incoming money that was being generated, but it was a prospect list of people that that person had been nurturing for a while that could potentially be ready to buy. And it was very, very valuable. And they would spend a lot of money on it. Mm -hmm. And that actually happens in the online world. And people don't know that. People don't know that email lists, you know, like somebody may retire or a business gets sold, websites get sold, things like that, especially in e-commerce world. So it's very valuable. And, you know, once you've built up a list of several thousand people, imagine if you're a coach and you know, maybe you've had a lot of clients and now the contracts have all ended and you're sitting there with very few clients and you're like, oh, how am I going to pay the rent next month or the mortgage or whatever the, the bills are coming up, you know? Well, guess what? You can put an email out to your nice big list and say, hey guys, you know, I've got some spots open on my calendar next week. Who wants to talk about where their business is going next or their love life mm -hmm. or whatever type of a coach you are? Right. And I've done that. I can't even tell you over the years so many times. My calendar will fill up and not everybody's ready, like mm -hmm. I said, but 
there's always a few people and suddenly it's a great way to get some prospect calls to to do some needs assessments to potentially and if you don't ask people are it's not going to be top of mind per se but when they get an email that says debbie's got some spots available oh my gosh i've been meaning to put her on my calendar yeah and people don't realize that they can do that they they like getting your emails or you know reading some of your stuff but they don't realize that they can go ahead and and book a call with you anytime. So you have to keep reminding them every so often or purchase one of your courses or whatever it is. And I think that's one of the other communication mistakes that I often see is people will send out all this really nice information, but they don't necessarily put in any kind of a call to action to buy your stuff or book a call with you or anything like that. So you always have to remember now that does not mean spam your people with offers every day. Do not do that. That's not building the relationship. No, exactly. But you, you do want to put a call out there every now and then and say, hey, listen, you know, like I've got these spots open on my calendar. Let's meet. Let's see if we can help move you forward. So I often have people say, well, why can't, just do, why can't I just do that on social media? I can put out Facebook posts. Why do I have to build an email list? Because you don't own Facebook. You don't own your social media following, but you do own your email list. And it's a valuable asset, as I said. Some of your subscribers may or may not know of a company called ManyChat, and it's a really wonderful company. ManyChat? ManyChat, yes. Okay. It's a wonderful company that you can set up those bots, you know, on Facebook where you can have those those chat bots uh, on your messenger now. So if you've got your Facebook page and somebody messages you, you can have it set up so that there's an automated bot that comes back and gives you information or sends you down some sort of a, a funnel. Yeah. It's really great. But the problem is, is that, of course, Facebook changed the rules. They're allowed to do that. It's their company and they can do that anytime. And they do. And so what happened was they changed the rules and there, there was people that over, you know, the first couple of years of chatbots out there, because many chats, not the only one, there's another bigger one too. People built these lists of like 10, 20, 30,000 subscribers wow. on many chat. But they were on Facebook. They were on Facebook. And so what happened was Facebook changed the rules and said, oh, no, no, we're not going to let you just send messages any old time. Either you have to pay for certain types of messages or you can't send messages during this time. Whatever it was, they literally lost everything overnight. And so if they had been sending them, it's still still great to be able to utilize a service like ManyChat. Right, but send them to your email. Send them to your your, email. Yes. So at least you're capturing them over there. Same thing with Facebook ads. Never do what I call billboard ads, which is just like basically, you know, look at me. It's you want to capture that lead whenever possible, because anytime somebody's clicking on your ad, you're paying for it. So why not collect that lead, get them to Mm -hmm. opt in for something. So it's really important to communicate with people that they need to know who you are, what you do, and keep communicating with them over and over again. So, so, so good. Okay, so we want to communicate. And that keeps them warm, keeps them interested, lets them know what it is that you offer, hopefully continues to bring them value and has them coming back to you. So then we're, we're now visible. We have our systems to stay in touch. We're bringing value forward and communicating. What's the f- last step of your process? Well, now we're going to follow up because everyone forgets about the follow up. And it's kind of interesting because I've had this happen to me where I was waiting for somebody, I was ready to buy and they never got back to me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to buy their thing. So, it, it, you know, you have to remember to follow up with people. And that might just be booking the call. It might be getting back to them with a 
proposal. It might be your series of of email follow-ups. One of the things that I notice with a lot of people is that they'll send one email or they'll put a one Facebook post and they can't figure out why they're not getting business. And it's because there's so much noise now, you have to do it in, you know, multiple ways. So when you're sending out, say, for example, an initial email series, they've opted into your your free thing now, you want to send at least five emails, you know, one a day, just reminding them who you are, thanking them, you know, where you came from, why you're qualified to give this information and giving them a bunch of more free stuff. And because they don't, if you were in person, you'd be having a conversation about all of this, but you don't have that hour to spend with them. So you have to do it over email and give them little bits and bites throughout that week to show them who you are. And then once you're finished that series, you're going to put them on your main email list where you're going to send an email once a week, twice a week, whatever the, the time frame that you've chosen. I never suggest more than, you know, every two weeks is, is about the longest you should go because mm-hmm. people forget so easily, you know, so you want and whatever sure. it's consistency too, right, Debbie? I mean, it's yes. like if, if you say you're going to send once a week, send once a week. If you say you're going to send twice a week, send twice a week. Don't that sporadic go. Oh, that's right. I haven't been in contact with my email list in a while. Let me send something out. That's not going to create the kinds of relationships that you want. Yeah. And I've got a secret actually on how to, people often say to me, well, I don't know what to write about, you know, like I don't know what to say and do I, and so they're just sending out fluff and people don't like that either. I mean, personally, I'd rather receive nothing Mm -hmm. than a whole lot of fluff. And so what I do is I get inspiration from everywhere. Like, you know, if I've seen a movie or I've read, read, read a book for my grandkids, like everywhere, and I'll get an idea and I just pull out my phone and I've got a little notes tab and I just write down ideas and it syncs with my computer so that what I do is about once every couple of weeks, I'll sit down and I turn off all the distractions and then I've got my list there and I'll go through and, and I'll write a bunch of emails all at the same time. I batch all of my content where there's mm-hmm. articles or videos or emails or whatever it is. It's much easier to, for me anyway, and a lot of people I've talked to, content creators, to batch your content and sit down and get into that mode and do a bunch of it all at the same time rather than one by one by one. Back in the day before I did that, I would be like, oh, my email's going out tomorrow and it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I've got to come up with something witty. You know? <laughs> I'm not so, feeling witty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling it right now. So, you know, to avoid that, because that's when you, you, you start to make a deal with yourself. Okay, well, I won't do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. And you start making deals with yourself. And that just never works because then the next week it's two weeks and then three weeks. And pretty mm-hmm. soon you haven't emailed your list for six months, you know? it's it's pretty fast. And but I tell you, I have actually experienced where where you're communicating, like you can see it happen, where you're starting to get more interviews booked, you're getting more clients booked, you're selling more, all of the above happens when you're putting yourself out there and staying visible, and communicating and sending the emails and things like that. When you back off from doing that, because I I've done it so many times myself, because I I'm just I'm not a extroverted type of a person. Right. I, it's almost instant you start to see things fall off. So you you just so have to keep keep going. You know, people want to hear from you, and and people not not flooding you. them with offers like you said, right. but really bringing that special sauce that's yours so that people can say, oh my gosh, Debbie is so brilliant about that. I, I'm 
always learning something when I open up Debbie's emails. Right. And, you know, the thing like with we're in the times of the lockdown right now, I don't know where we'll be when this is released. But one of the first things that I did when this all came about, there was a lot of people spreading fear and uncertainty and oh my gosh, what's going to happen. And what I did was because my audience is largely coaches, speakers, you know, that sort of thing, consultants. And I said, I knew right away all the events were being canceled. I said, right. oh my gosh, what are, what are we going to do about that? Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. And I gave them a whole bunch of ideas for how to get clients now that they don't have events to go to and rely on. So I got a ton of email back from that to say, thank you. That's exactly what I needed because everybody was panicking. Oh no, so-and-so's events canceled now. Right. I was counting on getting five more clients at that event. Right. Now what, you know? So you just have to think about how can you serve your client to the best of your ability? And if that has to be done in an email or even on a video or a Facebook Live or whatever it is, uh, think about what they need. Oh, and one other tip for content is yes. sit down and think about what are the top 10 things people ask you all the time? Like, you, you know, there's a pattern, you know, there's Absolutely. always a pattern. Mm -hmm. There's something that, that when people hear what you do, they're like, oh, you know, well, what's the thing? You know, they, mm -hmm. there's that thing that they always ask you, what's that thing? You can write about those things. Back, mentioned I was a social media manager years ago. And back when I first started doing it, it was brand new. And Twitter was new and we were using this thing called a hashtag. And, you know, those of us that are a little older know it as a pound sign. <laughs> and people would, ask, when they heard that I was a social media manager and they're like, are you on Twitter? I'm like, yes. And they'd say, what's a hashtag? And so I got that question over and over and over again. So I wrote a little booklet called What is a Hashtag? And I just explained what the function was, how you use it, all of the different things about a hashtag. And it was still to this day, my most popular downloaded item ever. So, But I love how, like, whether it's about the virus shutting things down, whether it's about listening to people ask about hashtags, whatever, it's you can roll in life events, you can roll in, what are you, if, if one person asks you or two people, there's somebody else out there that wants to know that and probably more than one other person. So, you know, I, I did an interview a bit back where she said anytime she gets two questions from her, she just is going to do some kind of content around it because she knows that other people want to know about it too. Absolutely. And you can even ask your people, you see that all the time, people are doing surveys on Facebook, mm -hmm. or wherever, but you can actually send an email to your list and say, you know, I, here's the top five things that I've been thinking about creating for you. What's your top thing that you really need to know about? And people mm -hmm. will, people will tell you, you know, right. they tell you what they want to know, you know, this is the thing that I'm struggling with the most right now, you know, and put it in order of importance that people have said, and then start sending start responding. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good, good, good. So such good information about how to, it's like connection. I just keep mm -hmm. thinking connection, connection as you're talking. And, and the reality is we are in an age of people access their phone. Who do you see not on their phone or, you know, or on their laptops or accessing information over the internet? You want to be over the internet. When you want to have people be able to find you when they Google whatever kind of coaching you do. So Debbie, you brought some great information forward about how to bring in those leads, make those connections online. Any last thoughts as we wrap up our time together? Yeah, just to, you know, sometimes people, especially right now, think that 
they could never do what they do online. And now they've been forced to. And I think that's actually a really interesting thing because now you can see that it can be done. And now you just have to put in a little bit of work to make your profile visible, to put those systems in place, and you can continue to work online as well as doing some things offline if you want to go back to doing some of that as well. And I just think it's brilliant. And one of the things that I often tell people is remember, networking online is exactly the same way as networking offline. You know, you just have a keyboard and maybe a screen between you, but you know, be respectful. Don't be sliding into people's DMs and spamming them with your offers and things like that. You know, you want to be respectful of their space and you know, you know that you're going into people's inboxes in their emails. So give them valuable stuff, you know? So networking is, you wouldn't walk up to somebody in a real networking meeting and shove your business card in, in their face. Although I've say, had hey, that happen. It's not very oh, pleasant. We, we all have. We <laughs> all yeah, have, exactly. You know, buy my stuff right now. You know, yeah. we all have and it's not pleasant. And so you don't want to do the same thing online, right? So you want to build a relationship. Uh, it's much easier online. And I have clients all over the world that I've never even met in person. Although I do get excited when I do get to meet them in person. It's a wonderful way. And where you had an audience of maybe, you know, a dozen or 50 people in a room, now you have access to tens of thousands of people all over the world. So that's really exciting. Absolutely. So tell me just a little bit about the kinds of services that you offer clients when you're working with them. So I have an agency, a digital agency, and we do everything from teach people how to do some of the technology themselves. So I can you, we have videos and different things like that where, where you can just go consume things all by yourself or we can coach you through it and where you're doing it yourself, but we're kind of helping you right up to we do everything for you, hands off. And, you know, we help you put it all in place, the entire systems. Now, so, systems around social media is primarily where your function is or how, what's, what do you um, function with? One of the things that I've been really successful is, is helping people build their online courses, for example. So they'll come to me, either they already have a, some sort of program they've been running or they have an idea for a program. And so I help them put it together in a digital format. So, you know, put the modules together, have it put up online so that it's locked down so that only people who've paid for it can get access to it mm-hmm. and all of those kinds of things. We, we build webinars for them, all of that kind of stuff. So basically everything from start to finish, we can help people with all of that. It's actually really great to have those online programs as a coach because, you know, maybe your top end coaching might not be for everybody. Well, you can right. offer them, you know, maybe a program that they can consume on their own to get a taste of who you are and what you do. And it's not the higher price point. You know, maybe it's a gateway into your, your higher pricing. And by the same token, you can take those people that are paying your top dollar and maybe giving them that course as a bonus. So it mm-hmm. kind of works both ways. And it's a great way to leverage your time and your energy. So we Absolutely. only have so much time in the day to meet with people. If we've got a course that's running behind the scenes that, that people can sign up for at 2 a.m. and consume, exactly. then that's a way to continue that passive income and add to whatever we do one-on-one or one-to-many with our clients. Exactly. Absolutely. So we set up the email systems. We set up you know, we 
write emails. I've been a copywriter for many years. Sales pages, all of that kind of stuff that the techie bits that sometimes people are a little bit nervous about. So good. Well, thank you, Debbie, for taking time to bring your expertise to us so that we can all better leverage the online space to let people know what we do and bring value to them so that maybe they want to work with us. You have a great day. Thank you so much, Meg. It was a pleasure being here. So there we are. You have some specific strategies to apply to create that clear, consistent message online, to bring leads into your business, and to be that shining beacon. I want to thank Debbie Peck again for coming on the show. If you'd like to know more about Debbie and her business, go to starcoachshow.com. Episode 193 show notes will have all those links for you. Now be sure to come back next week. I have the honor of interviewing Ursula Pottinga. She is a fantastic coach that specializes in neuroscience, and she's going to talk to us about the neuroscience of prosperity. In these difficult times, I think more than ever, we need to think about what is going on in our brain about prosperity, what barriers might be there that we need to get out of the way. Ursula is fantastic. It was such an honor to have her in an interview, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her next week, so be sure to come back. Now, if you've got questions about your coaching business, about coaching skills, just want to be in a place with other coaches where we knock some ideas around, I invite you to Wednesday's Wisdom, which we do every Wednesday morning on the Star Coach Show page at Facebook. And you want to follow us or like us there so that you can get notification. It's usually either at nine o'clock central on Wednesday mornings or 11 o'clock, depending upon what's going on. We do it at different times give you an opportunity to meet us at different times. Wednesday mornings, Wednesday's Wisdom on the Star Coach Facebook page. Join us. We're one show closer to my 200th episode, and I would so appreciate getting to 100 rates and reviews on Apple Podcasts. That will put this show in a different category of awareness for people and draw more coaches to the show. I I want every coach out there to get the benefit of the wisdom that our wonderful guests share in the show. So if you have the opportunity and you don't know how to get there, there is a link for that at starcoachshow.com where it says leave a review that will take you right to the review page. I wish you the very best for this next week. We continue to be challenged with different things in the world right now. And we need to be there for one another and be kind to ourselves. 
and to one another. So be well, be safe, come back next week. This is Meg Rinchler wishing you the very best for your coaching success.